relationship with our uh, 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 siblings, relationship with our boss and our coworkers, right? All those relationships are affected by things that we have not dealt with in our yesterday. How many people have some things you still got to deal with? I, come on. Some trust issues, some things we got to deal with. So let's talk about that for a little bit, all right? Well, this is going to be good today. Don't worry. It's going to be good. All right? Let's look, let's look at this. Uh, and the question I want to ask you is who meets your deepest needs? Right? Who meets your deepest needs? Right? We're going to talk about what it means. Uh, we talk about those deep needs. What, what, what does it mean? All right? Every human has four basic needs. Right? Four basic needs that we have as human beings. And the question I want you to think about as we roll through this is, who is meeting your basic needs? Because I don't care what you say, somebody is meeting your needs. Ooh, amen. Go get good. Somebody is meeting your needs, right? And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's not who should be meeting our needs, but somebody is meeting our needs, right? And the thing, here's the challenge, is you got to make sure that who God has designed to meet those needs are meeting those needs. Amen? So need number one, let's look at this real quickly because I, I want to run through this in 20 minutes if I can, is we all have the need for acceptance, right? You want to write that down, take a picture. We all have the need for acceptance. I don't need nobody. Yes, you do, right? Everybody wants to be accepted in some shape, form, or fashion. And acceptance is knowing you are loved and needed by others. They did a study sometime, I think, at the Harvard University where they uh, kind of followed children who came out of different environments, and they were children who came from extremely loving homes and those who were not in loving homes, and those who came from loving homes and were accepted, did way better educationally, socially, and every aspect of their life versus those who were not in an acceptance environment. Environments make the world of a difference. All of us want to be accepted in some kind of shape, form, or fashion. Amen? Accepted by our loved ones, accepted at work, accepted. We all want, I know you're an individual, I know, I hear everybody, I'm my own person, we know. But everybody wants some form of acceptance. Come on, come on, let's be honest. Right? Uh, rather, it's a, it's a broken relationship internally, externally, except. So, number one, and this is scientifically proven, that number one, everybody wants to have some level of acceptance. Number two, identity. This is huge. Identity. Knowing you are significant and special. So, need number two is that everyone wants to have an identity. Identity saying what? Hey, that I am significant. I mean something. Right? I, I have a purpose, right? That, that I, I, am, I am somebody, that I am special. I'm not just an average Joe. The reason why you created with that, with that need to have an identity, because that's how God created you. He created you to have an identity. He created you to be an individual. That's why nobody has your fingerprint but you. Right? Nobody has, there's, there's not one person on the planet who has your fingerprint. Why? Because you are uniquely and wonderfully and fearfully made, the Bible says. So everyone has a need to be what? Accepted. Number two, everyone has a need for what? Identity. And number three, everyone wants security. Right? I'm not talking about security guards. Right? We're talking about knowing that you are protected and provided for. Right? And this is a big one on, on, for women. Right? Security is a big deal. And that all goes back to Genesis where um, when, when Eve showed up, Eve didn't have to do nothing because Adam's job was to make sure that she was secure. Now we're talking about relationships, right? Right, so a woman always wants to feel secure all the time because that's how they were created, right? After Adam was given authority and everything did what it was supposed to do, then God allowed Eve to show up on the scene. 
Because women like to show up when things, you know, when they're secure. When the environment has been secured. Oh, y'all quiet today. All right. I don't care. All right. So listen. Uh, next one. Uh, last one. Purpose. Right? Purpose. One of the needs we all need is purpose. Knowing that you have a reason for living. Purpose. This is important. Knowing you have a reason for living. Most of the people, a lot of people that you see out there in the streets just kind of live in any kind of way because they don't have a purpose. They don't know what their purpose is, right? They're out there. They're just doing any and everything. They're not connected to their purpose. They don't know that they have a reason to live. So they take their life. They see no purpose for living. Why? Because they don't understand that God has a purpose for you, right? So these four needs are, uh, uh, are innate inside of you, and the question is, how are these needs? being met. I love the scripture in, in Philippians 4 19, which kind of really sums it up. You can be sure that God will take care of what? Everything you need. So he says, hey, that you have these four needs, but I tell you what, God is the one who looks to supply all these needs, right? And many times we look at money to supply it. We look at all these different things to supply it, our job to supply it. We throw ourselves in the wrong direction, right? Because what we're trying to do is get these needs met. And they're breaking up our relationships with people because we're putting too much pressure on people to meet needs that only God can meet. Uh, so here, here, here's a quote that's really powerful. When you don't allow God to meet your need, you automatically transfer the expectation of fulfillment to the closest person or resource. Uh, this is really rich. Come on. How, how many of us have been there before? Right? I, I, I've been there before, right? Hey, 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 uh, uh, hey, Ray, it's your job to meet this need. She said, no, I'm, no it's not. <laughs> Come on. And, and we had to have that conversation. We've been married 17 years, and we had to have that conversation where, hey, I, I, I want to be everything that I'm supposed to be, but I can't be him. And she had to let me know, I want to be everything I'm supposed to be to you, but I can't be him. There's some things that you mess it up relationships because you're trying to have what only God for fulfilled, fulfilled by people. And it's messing up your relationships internally, externally, marriage-wise, uh, sons and daughters. Uh, what? He said, why? Because when you don't allow God to meet your need, you automatically transfer the expectation of fulfillment to the closest person or resource. So if you don't have the person next to you, then you throw yourself into your work. And my work becomes my purpose. And my work becomes my identity. Come on, talk to me here today. And my work becomes my security. Gosh. And then God says, oh, yeah, let me pull that from underneath of you. Now you're lost. Now you have no purpose. Now you have no security. Come on here, somebody. Now you feel like everything's in disarray. Why? Because you took what's supposed to be on God and you put it on your resources. I'm glad you're clapping. You can clap louder than that, Scott. That's all right. You can clap. It's a good place to say amen. Right? And, and here it is. And the enemy will always want you to take that and put it on somebody else. So what? We build unrealistic expectation. And we put it on people. Now, I wonder, you know, you know, it's funny. We want people to meet our expectations, but we don't meet nobody else's expectations. <laughs> I, I, how many times have we say, well, you should be doing this. Well, what should you be doing? <laughs> 
I, I wonder if we ask people that were close to you if you were meeting their expectation. Well, we set these high expectations for everybody else around us, but what about what people expect from you? Are you meeting their expectation? Well, when you don't allow God to meet your need, you automatically transfer the expectation of fulfillment to the closest person or resource. And if you don't get nothing else, I want you to never forget the statement. Because this will cause you to fix broken relationships because you go, what? Uh, it's not fair that I did that to you. I was trying to make you give me something that only God can do. I was trying to make you heal a part of me that's broken from the time I was 10 years old, whatever the incident happened, that only God can heal. I, I was trying to make you fulfill a hole that only prayer can fulfill. Come on here, somebody. You, 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 you have to have that relationship with God. We're going to make sure that's fixed. I want you to look at this. There are three things, real quickly, I'm almost done, that happen when expectations are transferred. <laughs> so watch this. When we don't, yeah, it is scary. So when, when, when we don't do our job and put that expectation on God, guess what? Because he can handle the pressure of meeting your expectation. He is equipped to handle the pressure of meeting your expectation. You're not going to break God. <laughs> You're not going to break God, I promise you. Uh, 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 he can handle the pressure of meeting our expectation. And some of us after this message today, we need to go back and talk to some people where we set the expectation too high and it wasn't fair. We need to call them and apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry I put this pressure on you because this wasn't, this wasn't for you to meet. I knew it was going to be quiet. I was ready for your quietness. I'm ready. <laughs> I was ready because I said this is going to be a good message. That's why the enemy kept some people home today. This is going to be a good message going to heal you, right? So watch this. There are three things that happen when expect, expectations are transferred. And I should have put transferred to the wrong person or resource. Number one, you will always be disappointed with the results. <sighs> Come on. You will always be disappointed with the results, right? You will never be happy. And guess what? You will always say, what's wrong with them? <laughs> And it's not wrong. Nothing is wrong with them. You just put your expectation in the wrong direction. Right? You will always be disappointed. I remember I was talking to somebody and we were talking about all the broken relationships that have been through. I said, man, it seems like you are the common denominator. If all the relationships are broken and, you, and, it's all, <laughs> and you're in all of the relationships, don't you wonder maybe it's you? Maybe it's something that you have to look at yourself. Right? Because what, when I transfer expectation, I will always be disappointed with the results. Eli. Well, they didn't give me this. I lean on God. I can't break him. Number two. We're almost there. Number two. You'll lack the inner resource for the next part of your journey. You lack the inner resource for the next part of your journey because there's something that only God can give you as you trust in him. There's a love and a trust that only you can get by trusting in him that you can't get from trusting in people. And I think about uh, what, what has given me the longevity to stay in this assignment at Ruach City Church in Philly. It's because there were assignments previous to this. 
Come on. That gave me the courage to stay in that by the time it gave me the needed resources because I leaned on him in the previous assignments. And guess what? He never failed me. He never let me down. Come on. He's never thrown me out there by myself. So guess what? Now I have the inner resource to get through this assignment. When you, when you put expectation in the wrong direction, you will lack the resources for your next journey. And then you always have to run back to that person and say, hey, hey, uh, you know, I didn't get, you always going to start back. You feel, guess what? You can't get to the fourth grade without passing the third grade. Right? Every grade has a test. And you know what? Spiritually, you know, naturally, think how foolish it looks to have somebody that's 22 years old sitting in the third grade. Well, spiritually, you don't move grades if you can't pass tests. And if we can put our spiritual glasses on, we got... <laughs> We got some big people sitting at small desks, right? Because, because Lorenzo, they, 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 they're still there saying, trying to pass this. And have you ever, there's been times I failed the test, and I was like, ah, oh, Sister Carol, I said, that's going to come back around. I didn't pass it. I didn't pass it. So God, help me to pass that test the next time it comes back around. Got to pass the test. Number three, last one. It will cause broken relationships. So when you put the expectation in somewhere else, it causes broken relationships. That chair you're sitting in was made to hold you a certain weight. If you try to put a car on top of that chair, what's going to happen to that chair? It's going to crush. And the expectations that we put on people are crushing our relationships. They were not designed to hold the pressure. Y'all hearing what I'm telling you here today? God was designed to hold the pressure. Somebody say God was designed to hold the pressure. Man, y'all, y'all, I, I, need a, I need a picture today. I need to see y'all faces up here. Y'all look. Look at the scripture in Ephesians 20 and 21. It says, now unto him that is able to do what exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He says, God says, hey, I can hold it. And guess what? There are a lot of things from our past that we have dragged, drug into our present that is keeping us in bondage. But God wants to heal you of that baggage, insecurities, anxieties, worries. No I don't trust nobody. You ever heard that? I don't trust nobody. I've been hurt. All oh, men are dogs. I don't trust nobody. You know, we, we, we go through all of that, right? And here it is. It's causing you brokenness. And God says, hey, you got to let that stuff go. Because what? There are people that God wants to bring you in contact with, but he can't bring you in contact with that framework. Where you frame everything out of that context, and therefore what? You are shutting people out that God has sent into your life to be a blessing. Not them. Say, I want you to look at you. Say, hey, God, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I even ask or think. Man, that's a blessing. Above all. Not people are, but God is. Look at the scripture in 1 John 4 and 8. And he said, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him for what? God is love. Right? Here is the ultimate definition of love. The ultimate definition of a good relationship is that God is love. 
God is the one who shows you how to love. Some of us don't know how to love. Come on. Your father or your, or your loved one or your, or your uh, uh, mother never told you I loved you. So you don't know how to tell other people you love them. But when you come into contact with God, he changes everything. He changes everything and makes it all better. I love this scripture here. It's the last scripture we're going to give you today. We're going to pray in a minute. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. I love this scripture. It gives you a definition, this is no lie, of what love is. Love never gives up. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to do my love test when I looked at this. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than self. Love doesn't want what it can't have. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Love doesn't want what it can't have. Love, love's not arrogant. Love doesn't force itself on others. Love doesn't boast. Love takes pleasure in truth, even if it's putting you in check. <laughs> love puts up with anything. <laughs> now, come on, come on, y'all quiet. Love puts up with anything. Man, we got a long way to go. I can stop right there. We can close our Bibles and go home. Love puts up with anything. I'm working on that one. I'm working on that one, right? I'm working on it. Love puts up. <laughs> I tell my wife, I'm working on that one. I'm working on that one. I'm trying to be more patient. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I really am. Love, is a, here's one for a good relationship. Love never looks back. Oh, this is good. Man, I could teach this for another hour, I'm telling you. Because what? Because what? Uh, the flesh always keeps an account. Yep, remember you did this? Check. You remember on August the 13th, 1984? Check. And we keep record, right? Come on, be honest. We keep record. Because if you did it once, you do it again. You know, that's that's. <laughs> Come on, talk to me some. I'm, I'm almost done. Talk to me, right? And women, you, you have impeccable memories. Guys, we're done. We don't remember nothing, right? I, I mean, they, they remember, right? because love never looks back. Doesn't look back. There's things that are going to say, hey, no, I can't hope that it gets you. Gee, think about what Jesus did for you. All the stuff we continue to do to offend him, what did he do? He throws it into the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. And we say, well, we love them, but yet we can't forgive them and forget. We keep looking back. I love this because the scripture before this said what? God is love. Right? So God never gives up. God cares more for others than himself. Come on, talk to me here, somebody. God doesn't want what it can't, what he can't have, right? God, in other words, he doesn't ask you to be perfect. He doesn't ask you to be your idea of what you should be. He says, come to me as you are. Gosh, watch. God is not arrogant. God doesn't force himself on others. <laughs> Otherwise, the world would be in a much better place. I wish he did. But he does not force himself on other people. 
God doesn't boast. God takes pleasure in truth. <laughs> God puts up with Oh, come on, y'all. God never looks back. Hey, God is love. All the things that God does. But if he loves us like that, he says, hey, I want you to practice my kind of love. I want you to practice my kind of love so you can have real relationships. Could you imagine loving like that? Man, I'm probably like, I got more than half the list I need to work on. I mean, I'm really, I'm pretty bad on that list, but I know all y'all are up to date. Y'all all modern and y'all loved up. I know it's only me. It's only me. I'm the one that's broken up here. But man, I look at this list. I mean, I was putting this together last night. I was like, man, I am really messed up. <laughs> I mean, have you ever read a scripture? People like, Yo, I am jacked up. I, I wanna, I'm trying to make it to heaven. Lord, please. <laughs> Have mercy on me, right? You look at this, but you realize that he says, hey, I love you. And guess what? No matter how much you mess up, I'm never going to give up on you. All the dumb things you do, guess what? I'm going to put up with anything you throw at me, Andre. I'll be able to take it because I love you. Man, what an awesome relationship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He says, hey, the love that I have for you is a love I want you to have for one another. That's a lot of loving. That's a lot of loving. I want to read this last, this last quote. And this last quote I found, Rabbi Harold Kushner is one of my favorite authors. Uh, and he wrote a book called Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. And I, 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 I thought this important to put in because I wanted to deal with, there's some of us that are hurting and for things that happened to us and we felt, why us? Have you, ever, have you had that? Why us? And, and I read this book years ago, and if you are struggling with that, I want to encourage you to pick up that book called Why Bad Things Happen to Good People by Rabbi Kushner. And he said, the painful things that happen to us are not punishment for our misbehavior, nor are they in any way part of some grand design of God's part. I mean, this part I love right here because people say, you know, you had to go through because God's going to use you. God does not have to put you through any tragic event to use you to bless somebody else. Hogwash. It's not even scriptural. Now, will he take what you have been through and use it for his glory? Yes. But he does not purposely put you through things. Jesus paid it all. I, am I making sense here today? Jesus paid it all. He already went through for you. Right? There's nothing that I can go through that's going to add to what Jesus already did for you. But he'll use my pain in order to get glory in the earth. Right? So, so I, somebody was telling my wife and I not too long ago, you know, that somebody told me that, you know, I was, had this horrible experience when I was younger, and they told me that God allowed me to do so I could be a blessing to somebody else. I said, don't believe that. I said, God did not have to put you through that to be a blessing to somebody else. You're not God. You're not Jesus. Are you understand what I'm telling you? It's unfortunate that people do idiotic and mean and hateful and spiteful things happen to people in the earth, but that is not the will of God for your life, right? In any way part of some grand design of God's part, because the tragedy is not God's will. We need not to feel hurt or betrayed by God when tragedy strikes. We can turn to him for help in overcoming it. 
precisely because we can tell ourselves that God is as outraged by it as we are. Oh, come on. That just freed somebody here today. Right? God is as outraged about what happened to you as you are. And he says, I'm going to take that. I'm so angry. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to use it against the enemy. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to allow you to become somebody great despite of that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to allow you to be a testimony of how my goodness is. Yes, these things happened. They were horrible, and there's all kind of things that allowed that to happen. But I am just as outraged as you are. I'm just as upset as you are. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to use it. What was designed to destroy you, I'm going to let it make you stronger. Gosh, are you hearing what I'm telling you here today? What was designed to destroy you, I'm going to use it to make you stronger. I want you to close your Bibles and stand to your feet. And watch this. I, I know uh, that many of us, uh, you know, we, 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 we are challenged in certain areas. But guess what? I, until we get us right and put our expectations in the right place, and we will struggle in these relationships. And God wants you to have healthy relationships. Somebody say that. Say, God wants me to have, come on, say it. God wants me to have healthy relationships. When's the last time you said that? And guess what? It takes work to have healthy relationships. I mean, every week, Ray and I try to do a date night, not just because we want to get away from the kids. <laughs> But because we know we have to work on our relationship. And we can always tell when, it's, when we skip two, three weeks, we were like, we, 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 need, we, need, we need time. And we have a rule that when we go out on a date night, we can't talk about the kids. That's tough to do when the kids are your world. But we do that so that we won't lose each other in trying to provide for them. Because after them boogers get out, Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. After they get out, you stuck with me. <laughs> and then you got to start all over because you don't even know how to talk because you spent the last umpteen years raising them and talking about the kids. But relationship takes work. It takes work, and it's not, watch this. Here, I'm, I'm going to free somebody. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. Amen. Come on. How wrong were we, but Jesus still came and died for us as wrong as we were. He did the right thing. And love, it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about doing the right thing. So there's been times that Ray's come to me and said, you know, I'm sorry. And I know I was wrong, but she apologized. And there's times I had to go to her and say, you know what? I, I shouldn't have came up. I shouldn't have said it like that. I should not have. My tone was wrong. I do that a lot. Probably. My tone is always wrong. She said, I'm always just loud. I can't help it, you know, just. Right, right, exactly, right, just, I'm always on the pulpit. So it's like, you know, you know, it's just, she's like, yeah, 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 you didn't have to say it. I said, I know, I didn't have to say it. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. Right? But it's not about right or wrong. It's about, hey, that offended you? I need to address it. That hurt you? I need to address it. 
and we need to come up with a plan. There's nothing wrong with that. We need to come up with a plan on how we can get past this the next go round. Because guess what? It's gonna come up again. It's not gonna go away. And we gotta figure out how we're gonna get past it when it comes up again. And so maybe we need to put some things on paper on how we can get past this. And watch it because you are building healthy relationships. Because God wants you to have healthy relationships. God wants to heal today. I'm going to pray. He wants to heal broken hearts from broken relationships. And watch this. I'm not talking about rather, well, pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Listen, we get it. The list is long. The list is long. But at the end of the day, not dealing with it doesn't make you a better person. And you carry it, and you carry it, and you got so much luggage that you're carrying from all the broken relationships that you're framing your whole world out of your brokenness. Everything's viewed through your brokenness, your lens of brokenness. But today, God wants to heal you. God wants to restore you. And when I look at that list of love, all of us have something on that list that we can say, God, I need work on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 God, that, yeah, I'm number two, three, four, eight, and nine. Yeah, all that's me. I need work on that. Come on, I need work on that. And I'm, I'm going to work on not looking back. I'm going to work on being more patient. I'm going to work on making sure that I'm moving in the right direction. I want to put these things in order so that I can operate in love and have healthy relationships. I'm going to make sure I don't put the expectation that belongs on you, on them. That's going to break the relationship. So I want you to lift those hands. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that today you have restored, you have restored, you have renewed. You're reviving us. We thank you, God, that there may be moments and times where we have uh, missed you, <laughs> and as a result, we have missed our next assignment. And we have allowed our past hurts and past pains and even gaps in our own happiness and joy. We put that on somebody else and it strained the relationship. But Father, today we ask that you help us to realign and reorder and put things in the right place. Today we bring all of our burdens and our cares to you. <laughs> we put it all on you because you said you are Take it. You say, take my burden because it's easy. Give me yours. And today, God, we give it to you. You know the story. You know our backstory. You know how we grew up. You know the hurts and the pains. You know today we still have our loved ones that say thanks to us that are hurt from me. But God, help us not to be affected by those things. Help us help those things not to cause anger and hurt and pain. Heal us. We ask, God, that you fill that place so much that the next time they speak, there'll be no place for that to find place in me. <laughs> we ask that your love fill me so much that the next time they spear venom, that that venom will not find soil in me. Come on. We thank you, God, that your love will be so strong in us that there'll be no place for the enemy to plant those seeds. We thank you that our thought process is changing on how we view people and how we view relationships. God, help us to be 
accommodating and loving our brother and our sister, our husbands and our wives. Help us to know it's not about a right or wrong. It's about if I offended you, I want to get it right. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. That whether or not we go back into a relationship, God, help us to get it right in our hearts. Help us not to move on on top of luggage and baggage. But we thank you that you are the ultimate relationship. You are the ultimate one who loved us despite of ourselves. And help us to mimic that love in the earth. Help us to mirror your love in the earth. Help us to be patient. Love tolerates anything. Because you tolerated all of us. Father, we give you praise. And we give you thanks. Come on, if you love, I want you to take a minute, put those hands together, and give God some praise in this.